What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Truezilla. We got an amazing solution-focused episode for you here yeah. today. Um, just real quick, if you guys want to support the show and the work that goes on here on the Truezilla podcast, you can visit truezilla.org forward slash donate. Um, you'll see all the different like value for value uh, payment options. You know, we got Bitcoin, we got Ethereum, you know, we got all kinds of fun stuff. So, you know, PayPal, Cash App, all that good stuff. So if you want to just do a value for value contribution, bam. Hit us up over there. Um, if you want to get some additional value for an investment, you can go over to Rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Sign up for, uh, you know, it's $9.99 a month and you get access to all the people on the whole website. You know, Sam Tripoli, Monica Perez, you got Jason Burmis, um, all of their, so you get all of their regular videos for free. You know, all of our regular episodes are for free on Rockfin. We do uh, like, well, we've been kind of slacking the last couple of weeks just because of circumstances, but um, we normally do what's called the Clown Town Update, a premium Truezilla episode so if you're listening to we'll Truezilla, we'll get back to it dude they're hilarious so if you guys are listening on like itunes spotify um oh god and if you guys are uh yeah listening on any other platforms or devices like that you don't know about the full Truezilla experience over at rockfin.com then you gotta head over to rockfin.com to check out the full Truezilla experience the full Truezilla yeah because experience. Yeah, yeah yeah a lot of you know if you guys are on on youtube watching us you've noticed we haven't like I've, I've heard people saying like whoa you guys aren't like doing episodes anymore what's going on and I, and I automatically realize and i know oh you're just following us on youtube that's not gonna work because you're like we have not uploaded an episode on there because we run two strikes and all the episodes i've uploaded to our backup channel get strikes and taken down i've had to create a third backup channel so we have a backup 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 channel because <laughs> of all these episodes consecutively that we upload get strikes and get taken down so if those were if those had been going on our main channel we would have lost our that channel. tells so, you, you know, the kind of good truth right that we've had the yeah, We're which, all right over the target. Which means that's the, it. The fire episodes we've been putting out. Dr. Paul Thomas. Uh, Dr. Ely got a strike. Kevin Jenkins got a strike. Of course. Uh, you know, so we're just we're just striking them out, All dude. The, good the shit. Union of the Unwanted got a strike that we uploaded. Like it's just been a well, fiasco. Then we've got Dr. Cowan that's gonna. Yeah, we well. got Dr. Tom Cowan coming out on Sunday. You know, so I'm sure that one won't be on up very long. Fire. So. Yeah, yeah. So just rockfin.com and you can all. watch all the episodes yeah. and they're uploaded in the same order that YouTube yeah. upload them. So it's yeah. it's really easy to just yeah. navigate the site, which I think is fantastic. Yep. I yep. mean, for those of you that are kind of looking to not do everything completely different, it's it's easy and nice to find the episodes that we upload totally. in there. So in order, in order. Some of the other yeah. platforms it's kind of they kind of go up uh different different times and it doesn't go up in the right order. But rockfin.com, dude, for the full truthzilla experience. All yeah, right. yeah. All right. Um also you guys check it out. I got my truthzilla shirt here. If you're new to the program. We have some fire shirts, you guys. Fire shirts, and I love all the people that are sending them in too. Uh, Joe, legit bat, uh, dirty martini, uh, Cheney. Love all you guys in your true yeah. gear, rocking it. Craig, big time, always representing. I don't see. I didn't have a um, picture of dirty. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Tag, they, they, uh, she tagged us. She tagged oh. us. anyway, this one right here. It says, "If uh, ever wondered if you would have complied to 1930s Germany, now you know." But uh, Cheney designed this one actually. For yeah, Cheney. Yeah, yeah. We love so, Cheney. Yeah. So you guys, go over to truezilla.org for slash shirts. And you're going to find some badass shirts. Best in the business. I, I'm just, maybe I'm a little biased, but I think they're the best in the business. And some other designs coming soon. So um, what else have we got? Oh, well, I have to say hi to Craig. Because Craig. he is all, he's like uh, such a, he yes. always is just What's reaching up, out Craig? and supporting yep. and being so great. And yep. to that end, yep. I know we just mentioned yep. her, but Cheney at Project Cheney is Project like Cheney, a huge encouragement and supporter to the show. She's a very good friend of mine and yeah. she just putting out incredible content over there too. So I just had yep. to give a shout out just to totally. these couple of, couple of friends. Shout, shouts to Cheney. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you guys are sponsors, truthtrs.com truthtrs.com fantastic if you're looking for, can i have this bottle if the you're, yeah 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 so uh, if you're looking for to you know up your game in terms of your health journey if you're looking to detoxify your i'm system, telling you this stuff is like key 
It's yep, yep, so yep. phenomenal. Advanced TRS, yes. advanced TRS spray. It's an odorless, tasteless mm-hmm. zeolite spray that you spray in your mouth a couple of times a day. Mm-hmm. And it will literally flush all the toxins out of your brain, out of all of your organs. And you will just feel so much better. And, and like, you know, autoimmune conditions, you know, children with vaccine injuries. Yeah. There's that's such a, big one. a huge yeah, amount of data and evidence and testimonies of people having just profound life-changing yeah. results from profound. Fruit TRS. I use it. They use Megan's family use it. Like it's just the best stuff ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ed's Ed used Ed's used it in the past. You know, it's like we we it's it's something we stand behind. We'll and we're super we're yeah, super stoked do, to be yeah. involved with uh our friends over at Truth TRS. Yeah, a phenomenal product. <laughs> it, it really is. And this yeah. time with all that we talk about with what's being sprayed in the air, yeah. most of us uh who are in this truth community, when we were young, our parents, you know, didn't know any better and they stuck us full of vaccines. This is hugely helpful. You know, there's been mental disorders, depression, anxiety. It seems like such a broad statement, but as someone who's suffered severely with some of those things and anyone who's been listening to this show since we started, will see how much more on point I am when I speak and I don't drop my thoughts as much. And I've said to the guys multiple times and to to family also that the, the clarity, um, it's literally, I didn't even realize I was kind of under a fog and I just feel it lifting. And I mean, I think I'm maybe going on to three, not quite three months of this. So it's, it's, but it's just been remarkable. It's been remarkable. So, yep. yep. So you can follow them over on Instagram. They're dropping fire memes, like very true Zilla style memes. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Truth TRS at truth TRS. (laughs) <laughs> um, or uh, you can go to truthtrs.com to learn more, you guys. It's so cool. All right. Also, big shout out to our buddy Cody. 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 Oh, he just uploaded something amazing on Instagram oh, today. One of the man. polished things that he did. Oh, dude. All right. So at Cody's underscore crystals, C-O-D-Y-S underscore underscore crystals on Instagram. Give him a follow. Go check out his live streams. He's got the best crystals, gems uh, in, in the business, man. So if you're looking yeah. for a nice present for somebody or something to add to your Heck collection, yeah. um, go check him out and, you know, tell him Truzilla sent you. It'll make him happy. Heck right? yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yes. let's see. I think that's it. Ed, what's going on, dude? Yeah. I, you know, I just wanted to kind of touch base with everybody who maybe wondered why I wasn't there on that Kevin Jenkins episode. I also won't be on this upcoming Sunday episode. I'm kind of just returning, man. I got the thing or whatever, whatever you want to call it. I've been sick for a week and it, to be quite honest, it hit me like a ton of bricks and, uh, you know, I'm kind of personally leaning more, a little bit more towards the bioweapon theory. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, after having had this thing in me, it didn't feel natural, um, but it certainly I was sick as hell. Um, uh, I'll thank you, Megan, who brought me over a ton of vitamins and things that really did help, you know. Um, I We're just kidding, contact things. tracers, no. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do things like I reached out to America's frontline doctors. I tried to get ivermectin. And I think that because they just kind of announced it on the high wire that that you can get it through there, that they're so backed up. I finally got an email over a week later saying like, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't charge your card. And if you'd like to start over, start over. Like basically that's how backed up they are. So, so, you know, I wasn't able to get at that. I will say in, I don't know if a moment of weakness is the right way to describe it. A moment of being super sick. I decided in the middle of the night, one night where I'd had a fever raging for so long and uh, I hadn't eaten in days and uh, I was just, I got a little scared and I went to the hospital. Right. And what I can tell everyone listening is that they can't help you there. They won't help. 
and but I should have known going into it, you know, I just wanted some relief. I wanted, I wanted to feel a little better that they, they can't give you anything. They, they give you nothing. They send you back home. And, and then I got kind of part stuck in the system a little bit. Right. So I'm just, just for the listeners, you know, don't go that route. Um, try to go. I, I got, uh, some homeopathic medicine that I think yeah. really helped as well. Um, and, uh, you know, what type I, of medicine will, exactly? Do you know? Yeah, you have to. Sh- I mean, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get back with you and let you guys know. But the thing was, I, I don't really want to quote me on that because with homeopaths, you really need to work directly or with your own homeopath. Yeah, that will, yeah. That will that will cater that remedy to you. Is my experience with homeopathy. Mm-hmm. So, right. but, but I would. If you know, if you have a homeopath, I would definitely look at going that route. I would, you know, definitely talk to your naturopaths. Uh, hopefully, America's frontline doctors will uh, kind of slow down. And I would look. I would tell people to to start looking into that because you can get that medicine in advance. So when you when you do feel sick, you have that ivermectin in your in your cabinet. So yeah, because um, because they're not giving it to you at the hospital here. They're no, not. Won't. They won't give you anything that will help you. They right. really wow. won't. And all they do is get you stuck in this system that works against you. And I, I you know what, we knew that. And like I said, it wasn't a moment of weakness. I just needed, I needed something at that point and nothing seemed to be working, but you know, it was really three really bad days. And I would say maybe a couple days that weren't quite as bad. And now I'm, I feel like I'm completely on the mend at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, we'll see. I know that this, because like, I feel it's like bioweapony. I, totally. I could see, I could see some of this stuff lingering in my system for a while, which I've heard from other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I do think I'm going to work more with the homeopath and with some, uh, I'm going to call another naturopathic doctor I know, and like try to do some things to like, just get some of this shit out of me. Right. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. cause I want it out. I want it out, man. I don't trust it. I don't trust where it came from. I don't know. And I could be completely wrong. You know, I think like, you know, Megan, your theory that this is, uh, you know, that this is related to these towers and, and all the shit totally. they're spraying, I think is just as valid. What, it, what I will say is it's, it's not natural. It's yeah. not natural. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, make sure you're up on your TRS, dude. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, certainly. You know, and and I think too, when when we tend to be pretty healthy, which generally you are, I mean, I think that we can underestimate the fact that um, it, even though we're awake to what's going on, just we're still understanding the impacts, and we're going to be understanding the impacts for many years. But the the having zinc be you know, stocked up in your system, having the vitamin C, like, you know, I take 10,000 IU of D a day and I take 6,000 of C and I take 40 of zinc, you know, I take N-acetylcysteine and, you know, quercetin and all of these things. And it's just my little regimen that I do, but, um, you know, physiologically everyone's different, but around the same time that you started to not feel so great, other people in my extended circle, very similar, like, I mean, within hours of each other, you guys were reporting varying degrees of not feeling right. It was literally within 12 hours of when they did that heavy, heavy spray and they continued to spray us for 11 full days. And we all know that went over manifest and everything. They sprayed us again and again and again. And it was during that time that everybody that I know who were affected this round 
were affected. Um, and I, you know, I am stocked up on all of these different things and have been pretty heavily for a, a few months now. Um, and I think that's why whatever it is they did, I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice and almost like no other symptoms, except I had a wonky cough and like this weird raspy, like I can tell that it's something I'm breathing in because I'm not ill. I don't feel ill, but something that's outside of what would be normal is happening. And, uh, you can almost at this point watch, I mean, the, the whole, you know, like what Matt Landman was saying about during the, the, you know, the heat of COVID last year, when we had all these spikes and, you know, these big cities like New York and California, it was during the time that his, uh, Faraday bags weren't working, mm -hmm. you know, and that yeah. kind of points yeah. to the, that they were turning up those 5g towers that they were, they, yeah. they were fooling around with these Gwen towers, which, which are meant to be biological weapons. And so it's, I don't think it's past any of us, but anyone who's, you know, we've, I know we've all come across people that, you know, know somebody that quote had whatever this is, but this isn't something that just, um, is as cut and dried as, as what they would say. And it, it's a lot easier to get the population to believe the run under some sort of pandemic when they're attacking us with biological weapons and spraying us with toxic chemicals that rain down on all of us for us to breathe in. Um, it, it's just no wonder that we're all experiencing some form of, of something that's kind of fucky right now. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm glad well, you're back. I see it's, yeah, I see it's getting off my chest, let you guys know. And uh, the main message is, is the Western medical system will not help you. And, and I, I've, I've said that before, but I, I learned it firsthand in this situation. So the, the find other routes, be prepared in advance is my best recommendation, because I don't think what they're doing to people that they're done with us, right? They, they are working very hard right now to push this narrative that it is the unvaccinated's fault. Now we knew it was coming to this, but it sure didn't, it sure came quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we all have our red alerts up for if they're pushing this during EUA, what it's going to look like in 2023 oh God, yeah. um, when it's FDA. So it's I guess FDA in a couple of weeks, dude, Real, how <laughs> they're going to approve in a few weeks. I bet in September, they can't. I thought we were EUA until 2023. Well, no, they don't give they're, me shit. They're but. not supposed to, but I, I could see Scott being right. But um, yeah. Everything yeah. else, every other thing that we have known has gone completely out the window and been, yeah. you know, inverted. Care. So they don't care. Whatever. Anyways, well, we're stocking up on food and rice. Yes, <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Ed, glad you're back. Ed, it's so back. good to see your face. I'm so glad to see you smiling and feeling better, my friend. Awesome. All right, we everybody. love you. I love guess you we'll guys. see you in the studio, in our regular studio next week. Yeah, you guys enjoy the show. That's right. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed across town. Hello. Our guest today is one of the teachers, founding members, and CFO of Roots, the rogue opt-outside-together school, whose mission is to inspire joy and wonder by engaging children in interactive, connection-based learning through holistic outdoor education. Erin Morton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So great to be here. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. So... So for those of our listeners around the world, um, I love, okay, so first of all, I love the Roots uh, title uh, of yeah. the school. Um, and they, for, for many of them listening, like they hear the word rogue and it's like, oh, they're going rogue, which in a way 
you're kind of going rogue, which is great, but um, you're also in the rogue valley, right? So there's kind of a double meaning going on here. But uh, I really, I'm just super excited about this. So we had a mutual friend, you know, former guest on our show, Zoe, one of the, the medical insiders, kind of put us in contact, and she said, um, "You've got to talk to Aaron because they're doing some amazing things in Southern Oregon." I just really, you know, I, we're all about solutions. You know, we 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 spend a lot of time also talking about the problems, but we're pretty boots on the ground, trying to figure out solutions to all of this, you know, and, you know, whether it's freedom cells, we've got a little freedom cells community, um, you know, just finding alternative economies and means of exchange. And, you know, like just, I know a lot of us, a lot of people in our communities are like finding out that, you know, their jobs may not be there very much longer because of some of these mandates and policies and stuff like that, that people are just like, okay, we had our lines in the sand and now those lines are starting to be crossed. So now we need to adjust and make more decisions. And so, I just am so inspired by what I've gathered from your story. Cause it sounds like, you know, maybe your lines had been crossed and, and you guys actually did something about it. So maybe I hope we can, we can start off. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey, kind of what led you to this. And then we'll get into what roots is itself. Definitely. Definitely. Well, can I first off by saying thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to the podcast and it's so great. And I love hearing truth be spewed pro- across the wave. So just thank you. All three of you are amazing. Of course. Of course. Thank you. And for me, it start, it's kind of a convoluted, uh, messy little uh, background, but um, growing up, I was never like the person that just kind of went along with things. I always uh, thought outside the box and questioned authority. Um, I thank my parents for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I became an educator because I love children and um got into public education, even though my heart was definitely in outdoor education. I just kind of fell into my job and really loved it. And um, just was seeing what is going on um, in the public schools for the last seven years that I was there. And then this last year and a half was really eye-opening. And I'm, I too am a part of a freedom cell down here in Southern Oregon in the Rogue Valley. Yeah. So um, just being educating myself about everything that's going on and seeing what I was seeing in in public schools. And then I'm also a mother and he is five and he's amazing and he's going to start kindergarten. And I was like, oh, no, he's not. Not in public schools. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's it was a real, I don't know, eye opener when that date approaching and I'm like, where is he going to go to school? And the thing that I was being told I needed to do as a teacher and uh, as a person at school um, wasn't jiving with me ethically and or on my soul path. So I couldn't imagine putting my child in that type of environment, let alone other children. So it really started um, probably about a year ago for me, and I started doing uh, workshops for my freedom cell, and I was teaching them about um, permaculture and like chainsaw maintenance, and we were just doing all sorts of like little workshops to better ourselves and grow and learn, and and it just wasn't enough. And then I was like, I have a higher calling. So I reached out to a um, local preschool down here called Earthwise, and they're an outdoor-based preschool. And I just said, I was just like, by the glory of God, I just sent an email and said, hey, I want to start my own school. I want to leave public education. Can you help me? And she was like, oh my gosh, you need to 
get in contact with Sierra Dawn and Maya Lee DeVento. And I was like, who are these wonderful people? And so um, I got in contact with them. We met in April of this year for the first time ever. And we started the, you know, we just hit the ground running. And now we have this grassroots school that we're starting September 13th. And it's a K through six school and everything is coming together. And the universe is really aligning um, our path. And we just know we're on our right journey because things are falling into place that shouldn't normally fall into place. It's been hard work, but um, I know that I'm on the right path because the universe is telling me I'm on the right path. <laughs> uh, sounds hundred percent to me like you are. Sounds like you're a, you're a new world leader. That's what I hear. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not just teach them what they were teaching in the public sector either. This is this is what you're teaching is the skills that people that our kids are going to need in in the world we're entering in. 
And I mean, I think we're at this critical point right now where, you know, where all these jobs are mandating this vaccine and we're separating right now. Society is literally separating into the people who are going to follow along and be the sheep for the masses here. And there's going to be us who are going to start the new world. I, I truly believe that we're going to create the new world and it's going to take teachers. It's going to take, it's going to take everyone all of us right where we all have a skill where we can we can bring to the table for this new world and uh, I think but the, but the children are the most important aspect of it and I know I I have a daughter that's supposed to go into kindergarten this year as well right and like and it looked like in Springfield they were gonna uh, not have a mask mandate and then like the very, within 24 hours they made like the statewide mask mandate so uh, you know so that isn't an option. But at the same time, we've always questioned what they're teaching kids in school right now isn't really acceptable anyways. Yeah, so Roots, uh, like Megan said, is a rogue opt-out side together school. So we are in Rogue Valley. We're in Grants Pass, Oregon, which is Southern Oregon. And um, we are an outdoor education school where we are going to do academics. So the kids are going to learn, you know, their language arts and writing and math and, and everything. But we're also um, mostly focused on outdoor education, like land stewardship, place-based learning, um, water ecology, and um, and just earth-based uh, trauma-informed school. So there's numerous uh, studies out there that recognize the healing qualities of nature, not only for children, but for people too. I mean, mentally, physically, socially, like green spaces and forests have been touted with numerous um, scientific research that just de decreases anxiety and um, increases, you know, social connectedness with each other and the earth. And so we are going to take the kids outside. We have 375 acres that uh, we're going to lease out uh, in in Southern Oregon and it has two streams on it. it has meadows and forests and different diverse um, topography and we have a couple structures we have a sky lodge so that it's this huge I don't know if you've ever seen a sky lodge but it's just a giant open air cover system with a big fireplace in the middle so we can keep the kids um, dry and warm when we need to when it's inclement weather and we have um, four classes right now. We're going to do a kindergarten standalone because, wow, that that class is almost at capacity. <laughs> it's amazing that like all these families that are deciding a different path. It's a lot of those new incoming um, kids into school. So our capacity for a class is 15 kids max and uh, 10 kids minimum. So very 
intimate classes, very small. So we'll have a kindergarten standalone class, a one-two blend, a three-four blend, and a five-six blend for our first pilot year. Of course, we want to grow and um, incorporate middle school and high school in the coming years, but you know, we got to pick and choose what we can do. Um, the three uh, co-founders and I just our hearts really with the littles right now, and then we want to expand it to the to the um, higher grades if we can next year. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, that's, that's such an awesome thing too. Like when, when you sent me some literature and I was reading through it and I just, am so impressed. Like this is this, you guys are just getting off the ground. Like this is the 20, 2021, 2022 school year. Like you guys are about to embark on this journey. Like that's so amazing. I'm so excited for you. Like this is a powerful thing. This is a movement. Like this is something that hopefully will inspire others as well. You know, you guys are really launching into something that I feel like as, as the majority, from what I believe, the majority of the people out there are looking for this sort of yeah. stuff. And I think that, uh, you know, we go back and forth debating whether or not this battle can be won in the courts, whether it can be like if, if there's anything salvageable left from this old system. And so, like, if we're just breaking away and creating our own institutions, I believe that that's to the extent that they will let us. <laughs> that is the solution, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just so inspiring. I know Ed and I are both wishing we were closer to Rogue Valley. Are, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> no, I was oh, feeling 100%. you. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm thinking, like, could I get there quick enough to join? Right. To get my daughter in. I was literally in my head. I was like, okay, hours wise. I used to drive my kids two hours each way. And I lived in California. I could maybe do that again. So yeah, well, we don't start till 9 a.m. So 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. There you go. Um, Let's see, man, I have a lot of questions. So uh, let's see, one of the things that really stood out too, and uh, some of the things you sent me was, so tell us about like the cost per child versus in your curriculum versus uh, like a public education cost. Right. Definitely. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, So because we strongly believe in going outside of the system and doing what we want to do and um, free breathing and teaching what we think is is uh, right and true for children right now and what they need for the future. We are not government funded. Uh, We will not take any government assistance. Um, We are not a charter school (laughs) because if you're a charter school, you get government funding as well. So um, technically we're a nonprofit private school. We are um, like, we have a 501c3. So like all of that, that good stuff. But um, we are, because of that, we are this year a tuition-based model. And that's how we can afford the teachers. All our teachers have bachelor's in education and or master. So it's not, um, they're, they're, you know, licensed in Oregon too. So it's not like, um, they're just, you know, parents that are teaching kids. It's, we actually have a foundation of educated educators. And so our um, tuition this year is going to be um, 4,400 for the year. And that's, that's about 440 a month. What, not, what was the last part? You what'd she say? Well, how much per month? I'm sorry, you broke up a wee bit. Yeah, $440 a month. Okay. Yeah. So it's totally doable. Versus um, right now, the taxpayer pays about $12,000 um, for each yep. student in school to go to public school. And the sad thing is, is if even if you like Megan, your kids went to private school, you were already paying those taxes for the kids. I and still so was paying for them to be in public school. But then we went ahead and paid the $1,700 a month for them to be at a private school. Yeah. So it's exactly. it's. It's steep. That's, uh, that's and huge. That's it huge. is huge. Yeah. I mean, and that just shows, I mean, that's how invested 
we are. I mean, that's how invested parents are and what is being fed and taught to these vulnerable minds. These, you know, kids are outside of our uh, supervision as parents for a number of hours a day and what is being told to them and what is being said to them and the kinds of people that are saying it and their intent. Um, the the simple presence of them pushing political ideology propaganda or a religious, you know, sway on children in public school, you know, critical race theory, which we know is running rampant. Trans the agenda. Whole, yeah. Black lives matter, Marxism agenda, the whole thing. Um, it's just completely corrupted even further. Our children from anything that was their organic humanity and all the things that they were meant to do, which is, to be at their parents' side for as long as possible, as many years as possible to learn those mannerisms and the way that their parents interact with other humans and how we have manners and the way that we do normal life. And then we have people who are gifted in these other areas that come in and they hopefully do take them. That should have been, and it was the model at some point, out into nature and learning things that were functional. Most of us that are breaking away to the new world aren't planning and expecting and telling our kids, well, you're going to go to college to be a doctor. Oh, you're going to go be like, well, this are the, the conversation I had with now my oldest son will be 22 tomorrow. Um, and the conversations that I had with him and the life that I knew to teach him and to, to work for is obliterated for the children that I have now that are still becoming adults. Um, and so what I need for them to learn is about water management and about, you know, animal husbandry, and they need them to learn about how to properly grow food better than I can teach them in my backyard. And they do need to learn how to write appropriately and be able to document things and all of that. They need to have the reading, writing, and arithmetic, but then they need to have all of the rest that help them to be successful humans in the world. And that doesn't include sending them off to some college of indoctrination for them to be, you know, $200,000 in debt after having taken all the jabs that they needed to in order to attend anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like what, the whole thing that we're doing is a whole separate model than anything that we knew till now, or at least that's what we're all trying to do. Quick correction, though. Uh, Kate Brown said that they don't need to have math or writing skills to, to graduate. Oh, wow, that's it. That's right. Ed, thank you. <laughs> Just today, actually. Did you hear about that, Aaron? Have you seen, have you seen that? I um, I didn't see that one. I, I heard about the like the indoor masks for Oregon and all places. I heard that. No, she just now eliminated the requirement for any student to pass uh, math or reading comprehension or any of that in order to graduate high school. Oh, yeah. For five years. Right. For five years. <laughs> yeah. That, she, she's a gem. Well, I'll tell you, though, it helps to keep it helps to keep the kids that are being indoctrinated in the sleep all the further asleep because the more they withhold critical thinking from them, the more they withhold the ability to, Oh, you have it. Well, Go I mean, ahead. I mean, I have it here. Okay. So this is oh, the Oregonian. Right. Oh, yeah. the oh. Oregonian. Well, no, check it out though. This is the Oregonian to their credit. Governor Kate Brown signed a law. We're to, not giving them. No, we're credit. not giving them. Okay. Credit. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Absolutely not giving them any credit. I'm going to go buy two. No, I'm not going to buy two issues. No, I'm going to buy two issues and burn them after this. Just yes. for saying that, but I'm not going to buy them. Okay, so here we go. Anyway, Governor Kay Brown signed a law to allow Oregon students to graduate without proving they can write or do math. She doesn't want to talk about it. That's the headline. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Oregonian headline. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> yeah, talk for next, Wow. For, ne for the next five years, an Oregon high school diploma will not will be no guarantee that the student who earned it can read, write, or do math at a high school level. level. There you go. So, yes. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow. wow. I'm sort of speechless, yeah. but 
if any, I can't believe that her agenda is not more clear to everybody, but maybe it is. We did try to, we did try to recall her. And I think that we did have the proper amount of signatures to do signatures to do that. But we saw what happened with all other matters of voting. And I think we're all clear on the fraudulent nature of that. So I guess you'll sit there another couple of years. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Like, I don't know. I tried to fight the system from the inside mm -hmm. and I, uh, I fought it for a year and I was just, it's a broken system. And so that's why I just, I had to leave and start something new, get out yeah. while you can. And I don't want to be in that environment. I don't want kids in that environment. I don't want my kid in that environment. So I get to go out every day now, you know, 375 acres of green space and teach littles how to be kind to each other and smile and teamwork and, um, we're going to use rocks to count and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's what we do. We build our own better. That's the, I, I truly believe that's going to be the only way going forward. I, I don't think we're going to win this through the course. Uh, it's <laughs> my own personal opinion and I will support anyone fighting it on every front, but yes. uh, I, I believe that the seriously, what will happen in the end is we create our own better. That's it. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, man, you're doing it, Aaron. That's so amazing. So I guess um, I've got so many questions here. So what, what what would a day in the life for a child be like at, at Root School? Yeah, thanks for asking. So we actually just had our open house yesterday. So we got to cool. um, take the kids and the families out there to the property. And we just answered that question. And um, we really feel strongly about um, bringing all grades and all ages of kids together. So in the very beginning of the day, we're going to all start under the sky lodge with like an open ceremony, um, make observations about the day, about the weather set intentions for the day as a whole group. So K through sixth grade, and then, um, we'll break off into our classes and the kids will go off and we're going to do, um, academics in the morning, but we're, we are a project-based school. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, what that is, but you basically take a project and you incorporate everything, every subject around it. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not like I, I say, I say tricking the students to like be learning, but um, they're engaged when they're doing project-based learning. So they're they learning learn better that way. They retain right. information better that we, when, when I, sorry to interrupt you, but when my older kids were much younger in California, they had a uh, uh, hands-on learning school because they were saying, you know, like in visual learning, like instead of just being talked at, I remember their stools, even they had like stools that looked like T's. So the kids could like sway and move on them as they were doing write assignments because they needed to be busy. And they had like a whole, you know, ideology that when, you know, if they were 15 minutes into these project-based things and kids were losing focus, they just went outside and played. They went outside and played. They went outside and, you know, did, I don't know, like PE early or did all different kind of ball activities or whatever. But then all of everything they did was so accelerated because they were able to focus because they were teaching children in the way that children learn, which is, it sounds like what you guys are going to do. So I'm familiar with the, with having the project that incorporates your reading assignment, your, you know, you can incorporate math and they're often, you can incorporate science or, you know, um, what, what am I thinking of? I keep wanting to say sociology. What am I thinking? Social studies. Um, but all of that, you know, you can incorporate into the one project and then the kids are learning all these things. It's like you say, you're kind of tricking them, but you're not really tricking them. You're just doing it in such a, a better way. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah. It's taking what we learned, you know, in, in school and, and, and how kids learn and actually doing it instead of learning how kids learn and then not doing it and actually doing the opposite and just lecturing to them and giving them worksheets, which don't grow dendrites. And so it's, um, so we're going to do a bunch of project-based learning. And then, like you said, we'll explore the area. A lot of our projects will be land-based and place-based. So learning about our local um, ecology and um, native plants and just the different um, uh, rocks that are here and why they're here and different people that came before us. So we're going to learn all about all of that. And then we'll come back together as a school for lunchtime under that Sky Lodge again. And then we'll break out and we'll do some like exploration. So we'll do some hikes and some, um, some uh, exploration of the creeks. And so we can um, explore and observe and some more of a science base in the afternoon. And then we'll come back together and do a closing ceremony under the Sky Lodge again, talk about what we've learned. We're going to, uh, the kids are going to do portfolios as their assessments. So formative assessments as time goes on and they're going to get to build this portfolio. And then we're going to bring the community and their families into the school so they can give presentations about what they've learned and what they chose to delve deep into um but it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting I'm super just I'm just super like I feel blessed that we're doing this and it, we will incorporate music and art and storytelling and just you know get it get getting back to our roots well roots right yeah <laughs> just <laughs> awesome it's amazing so actually I want to kind of pause right here like normally we do like a lot of like plugs and stuff at the end and we'll definitely give folks you know resources on how to you know follow up and learn more but i know you guys have a gofundme also you know so i figured like right now would be a great place to throw that in there because you know folks out there if you're listening to this no matter where you're at in the world you know if, if this if this is exciting to you like if this is invigorating to you like maybe you could go financially support just like a five ten dollar whatever donation whatever you're comfortable because if this is a successful program, then we all succeed. You know, this could be the pilot, the the, 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 the program, that the model that 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 gets adopted worldwide. Throughout. Who knows? So if this particular program becomes successful, you know, and so you can help contribute to that. So I feel like that would be a really great way for you to be in action wherever you're at in the world. If this isn't readily available to you, if you're not in the Rogue Valley, Oregon, you know, a great way to help possibly uh, ignite a fire uh, uh, of truth and 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 <laughs> freedom for all the, for all our little kiddos. Uh, so what is the uh, GoFundMe real quick? Yeah, so it's, so Roots is an acronym. So it's Roots, but with periods in between each um, letter and outdoor school. So Roots Outdoor School is the okay. GoFundMe. Yeah, okay, thank cool. you. All yeah. of our, we've been doing, um, we just did a fundraiser this weekend. Uh, here in Grants Pass, and we've written probably five grants already. Um, we, being me and one other co-founder, um, we didn't know how to write grants until about a month ago, but we've been writing wow. them. And um, so all of that money that we're making for in those things, the uh, fundraiser and the grant, it's all going to tuition uh, and scholarships. That's so amazing. we want... We want this school to be accessible to everybody, not based on socioeconomic status. So we really feel passionate about trying to uh, raise enough funds to get every single family, every single kid that wants to go to the school can go to it, even if you know they can't financially um, afford it. 
Yeah. And it's really amazing. You know, it's very, very cut and dry, very, very, you know, at this point, you know, you, I, I saw you, I mean, you sent me like your guys' budget and it's literally, here's our budget. Here's what we expect to bring in intuition. And it's like, that's, what's going to cover it is literally the tuition, you know? And so you guys are just riding on uh, the investment that people invest in this as, as parents, you know, and it's just so, so cool, you know, and uh, I saw there was some wish list items and which are great. So we're going to hopefully, hopefully we'll move towards doing that. And as this thing continues to grow, man, like I just, I don't know, it feels pretty amazing. So, uh, you know, obviously if you guys have questions along the way, like jump in too, but like, um, you know, I was curious, like, what are, what are some of the, well, obviously I can imagine what some of the responses are from parents, um, in terms of how excited they are about this, but I was curious if you've heard any feedback in terms of like, have they expressed like fear, you know, like they're, they're probably like, I know a lot of people are just in a state of fear right now. Like, like how, what uncertainty, you know, fear and uncertainty. Have they, have you heard a lot of that from the parents as well? Like just opting out of the system. I mean, that's a scary thing. Yeah, I feel like um, for the most part, the response have been, has been very positive um, yeah. where it comes to be like the fear it's with the older children. Um, mm. They've established those peer relationships and they, you know, their, their children want to stay in school um, in the school that they have been in all their lives. And um, so they're getting some pushback from their children to leave that system. Um, you know, even as broken as it is, um, we've had some, you know, pushback on, um, masks and like, what are you going to do? What's your COVID protocol? Stuff like that. And we're very open, you know, we're outdoor school, so we don't need to do that. Um, we don't need to mask our children. It's uh, psychologically damaging anyway, in my Mm -hmm, opinion. mm -hmm. So, um, but for the most part, we've had a lot of positive um, feedback. Some parents down here in Southern Oregon, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term unschooling, they want their children yeah. to be unschooled and that's not what we're doing. So um, that's probably something we've been um, you know, educating families about. And a lot of families wanna know what curriculum we're gonna use, which is, which is great. It's great that the families wanna know and be involved in the future of their um, children's education. It's, I feel like this is a really good awakening time, not only for people doing something different, but families are actually asking the questions now, which before I couldn't even imagine a family asking like, well, what curriculum are you using for writing or reading uh, in public schools? And so it's really great that families are trying to educate themselves on these, these big matters, because I feel like the public education system I mean, there's definitely a game going on and then not every teacher, you know, but the whole system, they, they want to just separate the families, the parents from the, from the kids. And they want to create that turmoil within the family system so that they can, you know, basically own the child. And, um, that's really disheartening. And so, um, the more kids we can get out of public school now, the better, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Can you can you clarify for our listeners what exactly unschooling is and how how your schooling is different? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that question. So unschooling is like um, the opposite of schooling. So um, just playing and it's very unstructured and, um, you know, minimal academics and it's totally student led. So um, while we are student led, Roots is gonna be student led and project based, but we're still gonna, the teachers are still going to act as a guide and be there to um, act like kind of like a facilitator, but not 
um, like the boss, basically, not like the center of attention, like most uh, public schools. So um, unschooling would be also the kids aren't learning to read until maybe like third or fourth grade or learning their sound letter sounds and things of that nature. So it's definitely more um, we're, I would say roots is a hybrid between public school and unschooling. <laughs> it's a beautiful little hybrid. <laughs> Sounds Amazing. like a, a great uh, spot to be in for me. Honestly, everything you've said, like this is the best option I've heard. And I have uh -huh. also a five-year-old that's about to be supposed to be in kindergarten. And uh, man, it, I honestly, in my head thinking if I can make that commute or if it's worth it to, to relocate, right? Like, like that's going on in my head. Do you know if there's other schools like this or other setups like, um, like we're in Lane County, right? Or. Uh, right, yeah, I'm not sure of any up there. Um, there are outdoor schools in Southern Oregon. There's nothing uh, within 40 miles of where I am. So that's why also we created this because there's not a lot of options for um, students. There's only religious private schools in our area and or public schools. But, you know, uh, one of our goals for Roots is to, to lay the foundation, do the hard work, see what works, see what doesn't work, and then spread the news of a success. Because we we don't want to keep this to ourselves. This is for everybody. This is for the kids. This is for our future. So we want other people to do this too. And if three moms who were tired of the system and two educators could create a school out of air, I mean, so can other people. And I really want to um, instill that in your listeners that you can do whatever you put your heart to and yeah. that it just takes one step. And if you do something every day towards a better life, then you're on the right path. And that's just what we did. Amazing. Right. Well, we did just kind of help put on a festival a couple of weeks ago. We might as well just might build well a school. Might might as well start a school. school. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the next thing in the, on the list guys. Yeah, man. All right, Ed, Ed, what do you think, man? I, mean, I think I we're going to have, we're going to have to have a team meeting and figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So certainly, um, so I'm really curious and now, you know, what, what kind of, or have you faced any sort of like opposition from any like state entities or any opposition as far as that goes? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, or I said, unfortunately, woo, Freudian slip. Fortunately <laughs> we haven't. Um, but, you know, there's going to be those naysayers out there and um, some people that are in, you know, the original paradigm have, you know, concerns about what we're doing and that we're pulling kids out of public education. We're pulling teachers out of public education to do this, um, but they're just they're just scared Good. and they don't know truth. So. Um, no, we haven't had any pushback. I think we're so small still. And, you know, we just were established in April of this year and this will be our first year. I'm sure they'll be coming for us, but we'll be ready. So amazing. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, all of those that are in charge and leading this assault on families and, and children, um, including much of what makes up school boards and all of that, um, they obviously are in staunch opposition um, ideologically and in every other way to children being taught 
something that's pure, something that's right, something that's true, that it's a threat, honestly, to that entire organization when our children do think for themselves, when they learn something precious, when they learn to love instead of to hate or to be divided, that is a a serious threat to them. And it's no good for them when $12,000 per behind gets pulled out of their seats. And in fact, we spoke to uh, an attorney at the uh, manifest freedom festival that we were just at, um, who was saying, you know, August 5th was a day that we were hoping. And, and I was making all kinds of posts on whatever, you know, medias that I have that August 5th, you know, everyone just take your child out, pull your children out, let the schools know that we're not masking, that we're not okay with this curriculum. We're not okay with these agendas because after five or 10%, you know, uh, we have disenrollment rate. The schools can't, the public schools can't function anymore. Um, and that is a serious threat. Parents need to, in whatever way, whatever schooling you choose, those of us that are a part of this truth movement or that are listening to this podcast, it's incumbent upon us to take those first steps and be the ones to pull our kids out of school and be the ones to say no and be the ones to network with each other and make the new way because that, that impacts empowers other people who can't always take a stand. There are plenty of parents who feel disempowered. They don't have the information or they're single parents. There's a lot of different reasons why they don't feel that they can. And often they just don't have the information. They feel that public school is the option if they can't afford, you know, very expensive private school tuitions. You know, a lot of families don't even understand about charter schools. A lot of families, you know, they've been disempowered by the public school system to feel that parents somehow are not capable of teaching their children, not capable of researching appropriate curriculum to have sent to our houses. Um, There's something that's been lost there. And that sounds like a really precious thing that you're putting back, which is the involvement of families. It is the incorporation of the family unit. That is a very precious thing that they've tried to rape away from all of us. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely want um, families to be involved. In fact, at Roots, we have like mandatory volunteer hours that families have to give. And that's, I mean, not to be like to make something. It's an investment. Yeah. It's just it's like a part of the investment in your child. Yeah. And we want them to see what's happening. We want them to be involved. And when you, when there's numerous studies that when families get involved in their children's education, the kids have more sense, uh, um, sense of just empowerment and self-confidence is higher. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. attendance goes up and they want to school and they're proud of what they're doing. And also the community involvement, this is going to be like a, this is, you know, that, that, um, African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. That's what we're doing. That's what we want. The responsibility of the children is ours. And the responsibility of protecting our elders is ours. And that's what it needs to go back to. Um, Absolutely. So that's just what we're going to, we're going to incorporate all of everybody that wants to come is going to be invited to come to help out. <laughs> that's awesome. amazing. So you say you guys start school. When do you start September 8th? Did you say? We're going to do September 13th because 13th. Labor Day, yeah, Labor Day is such a busy day for families. Like most families are on vacation or doing, you know, family things and everyone's really exhausted that Tuesday. So we're like, why don't we give our families a break and start September 13th? <laughs> and really appropriate school hours, especially for the ages that you're teaching. You know, the, the idea that kids need to start school at 730 in the morning and stay until four in the afternoon. And I know there are plenty of public schools that operate in that way where they're just hour after hour after hour with very little time in between to even move their bottoms in the seats. 
kids. They're just being indoctrinated, just sitting there. And we know that children don't learn the best in that way. You know, they want to be home. They're hungry. They, I mean, these children, and, and it even goes down to, to the fact that children even have to, are being taught. And I didn't even see this with my kids, but now that I see things differently, I think they had to ask permission to relieve their bladder. They had to literally put their hand up and ask somebody who maybe did care about them or maybe didn't care about anything to do with who they were as little humans, whether or not their tummies hurt or whether or not they had to go poopy or whatever it might be, or whether or not they had to explain in front of the class why their tummy was hurting and they need to see the nurse. The whole idea of what's happening, it is, it's part of the indoctrination and we have Status, to ask permission and to be accepted. Like if I, if I stand up or I speak up then I'm going to be made a spectacle of, and I've said over and over and over, and I'm sure you understand too, but child psychology, psychology of humans in general, we want to be accepted. We want to fit in. We want to belong. And even if it's in horrifying circumstances, the world is very big and scary for me as an adult that understands what's happening around us. I mean, I can't even imagine what it may be like for children and they need to be protected from that indoctrination. They need to be protected from that way of life because those of us, those are the parents, you know, there's some parents that maybe listen to this and they're not standing up because they're fearful. But if you don't stand up, nobody will because your children are not seeing the example of bravery. They're not seeing somebody that loves them enough to say enough. And that is what is happening throughout these kind of communities, these kind of relationships, these kind of grassroots um, movements. And it, it's just it, beautiful and hopeful for all of us that are moving in a new direction. Super grateful for what you're yeah. doing out yeah, there. I know, I know Ed and I are like, okay, we're looking to like, as soon as this is over, yeah. we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, so. <laughs> Well, so, if you need any help or advice, let me know. I can help you. <laughs> we absolutely we will. On that. Yes. Um, Aaron, so if you can speak to the parents, first of all, the parents out there that are maybe looking at the way the world's going, you know, in various different states at various different, uh, you know, degrees of tyranny occurring, you know, um, what would be the message that you have to parents that are scared on the fence um, and just looking for maybe other solutions? Yeah, I would just say to them that, you know, the power is in their hands. They have a choice where their kid and where their children are going to spend most of their life. I mean, let's face it, like kids are in school most of their life, six hours a day, some schools. That's a big chunk of time. And the power is in the parents' hands. And it's a hard choice, but it's a choice that you can make. And and parents are the strongest people I know. Um, especially mothers, not, not nothing against fathers, but mothers, we've got some crazy woman. Something power. about growing those yeah. babies inside of us. It, it really yeah. is. There's like that whole like spiritual bond and it's, it can be frightening, but it, that whole mama bear thing is not a joke. Yeah, exactly. And just like, you know, this last year, just the things that I saw in public school, I mean, it was unethical and it broke my heart every day. And I would, you know, every day I would go into school and I would cry and, and I would not follow, um, the rules or what was being told to me, but these children are suffering. They are suffering mentally and physically, social, emotionally. And we don't even know the outcomes because it we're still in it. And for children to, to be told that they have to wear a mask, that, you know, they can't hardly breathe and um, they're not drinking their water. They're not eating their snacks because they have to take off their mask. They're fearful of getting people sick. They're fearful of getting each other sick. Um, they can't touch each other. I had multiple instances where families, or sorry, not families, but educators around me 
told my class like, oh, no high-fiving, you can't touch COVID year. And I was like, you don't tell my kids what they can do. Like, because that was not yeah. how I was, you know, what my expectations with the classroom were. But when we were outside of the classroom in the, in the school area, they were getting mixed signals from me. And I was very open and honest with them. And, and so I would just say to families like, you have more power than you think. And just, you need to start thinking outside the box. There's yeah. a whole community around you that will help you. You just have to ask. You, mm-hmm. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And so it's time, Your time. the time is, if you can't afford like an alternative education like Roots, get in a pod, get in a homeschool pod and share responsibility of your kids with trusted adults because yeah. they are the future and it's our responsibility as, as parents to put them first. Absolutely. So, um, so what would be your suggestion as far as that goes? Like, do you have any resources or guidance or advice for somebody maybe in that particular, uh, set of circumstances who would be looking for like a pod type situation? Yeah, actually I did that last year. So, um, my son was supposed to be in preschool last year, obviously that, that wasn't going to happen. So we, uh, a bunch of friends started a pod, a preschool pod, and we met outdoors for, you know, safety purposes, um, and everybody's comfortability levels. Um, and we purchased blossom and root curriculum, which was very affordable. And I believe they're through fourth grade, but there are a lot of different curriculums, um, that homeschools, um, homeschooling, uh, families use. That's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, but just, yeah, find the people. I think the first step would be to find the people that I trust, find the people that you trust to be with your child, get organized, have those tough conversations about, um, who's doing what divide responsibility, like for, for instance, preschool, somebody was in charge of opening ceremonies. Someone was in charge of literature. Someone was in charge of math. So we share the responsibility. So prepping for each subject was easier when it, you know, many hands make light work. So, um, get, have those conversations, have those tough conversations because you don't know who's feeling the same way that you feel unless you just ask and, and open, open that door. Um, also there's a lot of resources down here in, in Southern Oregon, um, like grants pass homeschoolers, um, for grant. Yeah. Grants pass homeschoolers. They do. I know a lot of families are worried about social emotional well-being during this time. So they do a lot of, um, like party meetups and there's a lot of people that do that too. So, um, you know, river days and, um, pool days so that those kids can see each other and interact and, and have that, um, peer interaction alongside of the academics that are being given at, at home. And I want to also just encourage families that are listening to this, just from my own experience as, I mean, I've homeschooled multiple times throughout my different, you know, kids stages of their lives. And I do feel like that that is one lie that, um, to some extent is fed to us through the public school system. That's kind of the, the, one of the shaming tactics that's been used that kids are not going to be well socialized if they're homeschooled, that somehow they are, you know, psychologically being harmed. And obviously in these circumstances, we can see how the harm, the psychological damage and the hurt that's being done, these children by being masked and being fed all of these, um, false teachings in school and all of these wrong teachings. Um, but, but really I think that what we need to understand is, you know, first and foremost, we're given the family unit to teach 
we're given the family unit to establish all of the things, the love and the community and all of that. That's what they're getting at home, whether they're a single child or they're a child with, you know, multiple siblings. Um, it's a crucial as human beings that we interact and that we have community and fellowship with each other. And, and especially so with our children, but homeschooling families also should, you know, when, when you're adopting the idea that you're going to teach your child something different, be okay with that. It's different that not every single day they're with all of their classmates and favorite kids. This is really a Rockefeller schooling foundation for the way that that all ended up in the first place. There's nothing wrong with, you know, like my children um, were being homeschooled last year. And if we don't figure out a different situation, that's what we're looking at again this year. But we do make sure that we have time like these other students that I spoke of families who remove their children from the private school where our kids were, you know, we still get together, like you say, and we do hikes and we do play dates and we do trampoline dates and we do barbecues. We do all of those things and we don't do it every single day. And yet my kids flourish, yet they thrive. Um, and so I just, I want to encourage the parents out there that feel that that's kind of an inhibitor. Cause I feel that that is a huge shame tactic. At least it has been presented me over the years, multiple times. And I just want families to be encouraged that, um, you know, exactly what you say that these homeschool pod type models are, it is a really, really healthy and functional and um, psychologically healthy way to school your kids and still have them interact without feeling that, oh, they didn't get the quote unquote public school experience where they sat and couldn't talk to their friend next to them six hours a day. You know what I mean? So the, the, the dynamic is different and the, and the model looks different, but the outcome is uh, superior. So. Totally amazing. Um, let's yeah, see. So, definitely. If if you know this time, at least for me, has really just encouraged me to look at what's most important, and that is family. And it's a good thing that if you're spending a lot of time with your kids, right? It's not a bad thing. Like, right. They love you, and you love them, and um, just cherish those times because before we know it they're going to be grown up. So I would encourage any, any parent on the fence with like, can I teach my kid, um, at home? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Um, so the, so what we were talking about is the trusted piece going out and finding trusted members of the community that you could enter into something like this with. And you are, we mentioned freedom cells a little bit earlier, you know, that was kind of the, in, intention, you know, cause we helped start our little freedom cell in our area, Eugene area. And uh, part of the intention being like, I remember this whole time I've just been saying like, I don't know where this is going to lead, where we're going to go with it, what's going to be going to become of it. But I feel like the most important thing right now is to build community and build trust within that community. I've already seen like, you know, small groups get together and kind of branch off and do their own thing. And these folks do their own thing that, that came about from the freedom cell. And, you know, it sounds like a lot of like your story too has some ties to that as well. But, um, you know, another thing that we always say on the show all the time is like, you know, if, if, if you're looking for a community, like try freedom cells, freedomcells.org. If you go onto that website and there is not a freedom cell in your community, start one, you mm -hmm. know, because that means there are lots of other people going to that website on their own, uh, in your community. And they're seeing that there's no cell in their community. And then they're just walking away, you know? Yeah. And so it takes that extra next, next extra step to starting it. And I feel like what you've done is you've done that. You've adopted that principle with, with this, mm -hmm. you know, you, 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 you identified a need in your community and you actually stepped up and created that need. So now for all the parents or educators who are looking to walk away because they, they feel like they're the exact same situation that you were in and they see the writing on the wall and this is not a sustainable thing long-term. What would be your message to those people who may be 
now after this, maybe thinking about, wow, maybe this is something that I could do in my community. What would be your message to them? I mean, I guess it's just short and sweet. Like you can do it. <laughs> you can t- yeah. do anything you put your mind to. Um, and there's nothing special about me and um, there's nothing special about our co-founders. We just decided one day we had enough and that we wanted to be proactive instead of, you know, griping about it and seeing all the negatives we wanted to, to, to do something different. So if you put your intention out there, if you think about it, um, put it out there into the universe and it, it will manifest. And that's what's happened. Absolutely. Just like your festival. There you Absolutely. Go. Yeah, exactly. I, I see that more and more in, in throughout all of this, no matter which branch it takes, you know, schooling, the freedom festivals, uh, freedom cell, whatever it is that we're doing when there is truth and pure intention behind it, it's being blessed. Um, this way of life, this new way of doing things that is against all of this inversion that is happening is a blessed road and it can only be met with, uh, prosperity. And that doesn't mean that there's not trials and that there's not hiccups. And as adults, especially like, I hate change. I don't want to learn things new. I like kind of, I like, I used to think I like things how they are. Now I'm like, well, even if they actually offered us the way it was back tomorrow, I don't now I, there's no part of it that I want regardless. So anyways, this path is a blessed path and it will be prosperous and continue to uh, grow. And I'm so encouraged by what you guys are doing down there. Yes. It's fantastic. Wow. Pretty amazing. Right on. Aaron, do you have any final thoughts, final words for everybody before we wrap it up? Yeah. If there's anybody listening, you know, that's in Southern Oregon and not knowing where their kid's going to go next year for school, we're still um, open for enrollment. We're going to close enrollment on August 19th. And uh, you can find us at rootsoutdoorschool.com. So that's rootsoutdoorschool.com. And um, yeah, check out, we have our teacher's bios up there and our philosophy and pedagogy curriculum statements. They're all on our website. So um, that's probably the best way to reach us is through that website. And um, I guess just something that I kept telling myself every day this last couple of years, like if I can do one step towards if I can do one thing towards my goal every day, then I know I had a good day. Like I'm, it's baby steps and you can't be afraid to fall because what if you fly? <laughs> Absolutely. So well said. Wow. <laughs> so amazing. Awesome. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, shoot, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank today. you this so been, much. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, yeah, let's stay in touch. Um, keep us updated. Um, we're gonna, yeah, let's, 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 let's check in maybe again, like as the year kicks off and give us an update. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank Thank you you so much, Aaron. Have a wonderful evening. Take care. Ooh, dang you guys. That was so incredible. Like, so (laughs) so hopeful. I, I, I am honestly, like I've said it in the episode, but like, I am honestly considering like, could I get a job down there and move my family in time to get my daughter enrolled for the fall? Like, that's it's totally seems almost more like a better option than than what I have so far, right? So yeah, 
it's really encouraging and really hopeful. And I, and I, and this whole homeschool pod thing, I think we've sort of talked about that a little, like the idea I'm mean, without knowing the terminology, but we had talked about that. Like, sure. hey, maybe we can find someone through sales. Maybe we can find the Springfield teacher. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're only going through sixth grade, but that's two of my kids. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like I almost want to get on maps in a little while and see what the actual driving distance is. You know, I don't know, but mm. it's something for us and to talk about. And there is something in it. There is something slightly different about this than pods in the fact that it's, I could tell with Aaron, I would trust her watching my daughter and, and teaching my daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like a pod would be a bad situation, but there is as a parent, like it's trust, trusting who is going to be with your kid outside of you is, mm -hmm. is a huge deal. That's a yeah. huge deal. And I like the idea that, you know, there you'll be with 10, 15 other kids. You'll be outside. You guys yeah. will be, you know, like everything about what they're doing is exactly what I want my kid to be involved in. Right. Exactly. Like that's exactly. That's, I, I believe they are teaching kids for the, the new world. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. It's, the, the old way of teaching is, is played out at this point, right? Like we need mm -hmm. to be teaching kids the, the, the skills that you talked about, Megan, how to, how to yeah. uh, garden, right? Yeah, like yeah. like, like the, the, the skills that kids are going to need going forward are a different set of skills, right? They can be herbalists. I mean, that's a yes. big thing. I mean, yes. I've talked about that with you guys after talking with Tara before, like these are real world skills that are going to be so crucial to this new world that we're building. And we yes. do need the new healers and the new, you know, everything you can imagine, but it's not going to look like the healers that were in the old way of doing things where it's Rockefeller medicine. And we, you know, test and we treat with medicine. We test and we treat with medicine and that we can blanket that into all these different areas with our kids. The old way of doing it is past us that, now. And it's that like, we paradigm is played out. It we, is. We have it is. seen what we, what it brought us and we don't want anything, any part of it anymore. Yeah. We want to protect our children from it because this is more than just, you know, I hear a lot of parents say, well, my kids want to go to school. You know, somebody, I wrote some, a post on something the other day and I was encouraging people to disenroll their kids on August 5th. And, you know, one yeah, of the comments yeah. was, yeah, but my kids really want to be there with their friends. Like, what do you say to that? And I said, well, what do I say to that is as a parent, of course, you, your heart moves for what moves your children. That's absolutely true. But parents are not meant to be weak by emotion. Parents yes. are meant to lead their children with what is right first. We're not their friends. We're their parents. That is what our job is to make sure that we're protecting them and setting them out on the best possible outcome, not how to placate them today or this year. We're looking at a lifelong success story. And teaching them to have integrity. Yes. Oh, yeah. To live by oh, yeah. principles and values and mm -hmm. to do the right thing in the face of tyranny. Opposition. Yes. Absolutely, Ed. So perfectly said. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, we're going to obviously have to talk more about this whole yes, thing totally. with her. So anyways, well, Ed, I'm so glad that you were here this week and it's so yeah. great to see you back. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so glad to be back with you guys. It's so glad to see your faces and that you do it. I just love you guys. And uh, love you. Love you too, Ed. Yeah, 100%.
Yeah, we're definitely uh, three heads on the same monster, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that was very, very evident to me last yeah. week. So yeah. we, anyway. did good, though. we did good. We did fantastic. Yeah, I'm not dogging. I'm just saying because before I've missed and it was just the two of you guys. It's never been just me and somebody yeah. else. And you yeah. guys have said to me, like, yeah. it, matters. it matters. It matters. It's not the same. And so I'm like having it had experience. Yeah. Like, yes, we did great. Mm-hmm. It was the regrets were fantastic. Yeah. But that dynamic of the three of us and the purpose that the three of us are on this path to do is definitely felt when there's the absence of one of us. So I, I can relate now. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I thank you, but I also do want to give you some props for the, for the, the Kevin Jenkins episode that I listened to was fire. And you guys, pretty good. Were, you guys were amazing. He was amazing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So well, we got, so this one should come out hopefully in the next like 24 hours, maybe this that's one? my goal. That's my goal. Okay. Uh, especially considering, you know, that they're coming up on enrollment, their enrollment. Yeah. Deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so all the Truthzilla mind militia out there, you're going to get one more, just me, me and Megan that we recorded last, last, last week. So okay. that should look for that one on Sunday. So there you go. All right. Ooh, it's an evergreen. Ooh, it's an evergreen baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's a doozy too. Wow. All right, everybody. Well, that was Aaron Morton with Roots Outdoor School. You can find the GoFundMe. It's R period, O period, O period, T period, S outdoor school please if you can't go find me yeah go find them you'll find in the description and um you can also find them at rootsoutdoorschool.com please support them and get plugged in in your cells let's see what uh, movement we can make in our own communities guys yep until next time i'm megan sitting here with my dear friends scott and ed we wish all of you intellectual prosperity good night give us some pews ed Beep, 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 beep. Ah, some extra views. <laughs> Ding. Yeah.